0: Hi, I'm Jonathan, and I'm Jeremy, and welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is going to be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes, to the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside Inside Quotes. Quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Mm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Welcome back to Inside Quotes, episode 29. I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today, as always, is my older brother, Jonathan. Welcome back, Jonathan. What's up, you little rascals? (laughs) That's our podcast listeners. So, Jonathan, we have an absolute banger of a movie. Some would say it's a staple. Some would say. Probably listeners of this show. Probably. And when I say it's a staple, it is a staple of our childhood. Especially in the quotes category, because this ha- this movie has more quotes than I can even remember. Yeah, I have to say this is definitely one that is just so like ingrained in our subconscious that we probably mm-hmm. don't know that we're quoting it half the time. Dude, there's a couple things I wrote down. And I was like, oh no, there's so many, so many. Well, let's go ahead and Jonathan, you pick this movie so you can go ahead and announce what movie it is, even though the listener knows what it is because they clicked on this episode. So this week we're covering Little Rascals. All right. The 90s movie, not the old show that I've never seen. Not the old show. Not one of the first television programs of all time. 1930. And we picked this one because Valentine's Day is coming up or recently passed, depending on when this episode comes out. Probably so I thought we'd before. pick out a nice romantic movie here. Romantic <laughs> kids movie? Overly romantic movie. Let's put that <laughs> on the table. <laughs> This is a little uncomfortable for me as I'm watching this one through. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of the woman that I love. <laughs> this, okay, so this movie came out in 1994, and I was thinking, like, 94? I don't know a lot of movies that came out in 94. So I was like, that must have been a weak year. And then I looked it up, and it's like Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> Pulp Fiction, which I hate that movie, Forrest Gump, The Lion King, mm-hmm. Speed, The Mighty Ducks 2, which is arguably the best one. If you, if if you want to hear our stance on that, you can listen to that episode. That's oh. right. Quack, quack, everybody. Quack, quack. The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. This was like a year for Jim Carrey. Oh, and you can't ever forget the Flintstones <laughs> movie. So I guess if this movie stood out for that year, it must be a good movie. You know, Forrest Gump, though, I, hot take. I don't, I don't like it. I don't really? Really enjoy watching the movie. Really? it's, okay. it's, it's kind of just like not good when it comes down to it if I have a choice between Forrest Gump or Big Fish I'm picking Big Fish obviously <laughs> like all the characters are just like garbage Yeah, they, they don't are. like they anybody like in crap. there except for Forrest I think that's <laughs> the point <laughs> but it's like I don't want to sit through two and a half hours of that <laughs> it is a pretty long movie that was one of those VHS tapes that came in two parts. <laughs> Did it really? We didn't have that one. I know the DVD came in like, it's like a thicker case. I don't know why. Yeah, That's stupid. Anyway. Better than thin cases. I hate thin cases. Oh man, don't get me started. Oh, we got them going. Got them going. You know, you got to finish started. this. Rant. I've started. Let me just say, <laughs> um, if you're going to have a DVD collection, standardize your DVD cases. All right. Do not have an overly sized DVD box. Unless it's like a special edition box set with multiple movies in it. And definitely don't ever get one of those thin back, like thin movie cases that's like half a millimeter. What a waste of time. It is disgusting and it's disgraceful to the movie collector community. You're tacky, and I hate you. Okay, you see me after class. <laughs> Amen. That's my, that's my rant. I have a few of those, and I enjoy it because it takes up I, less space. It's ridiculous to me. It's, if it's a movie that I've been wanting to collect, I will throw it away. It is worthless to me. <laughs> oh my goodness. And even like DVDs aren't even worth anything anymore, and I'll still throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to pick this one because this was just an absolute classic, and we did not have this movie growing up. For a while. You did get it eventually. Yeah, I don't necessarily this is was wasn't this like an Uncle Elden film? No, I was gonna say this is a this, Janetta um, movie. Janetta. Mm. This is a babysitting movie. Anytime that she babysat us. That's right. At least I remember watching Little Rascals or Cop and a Half, which is a movie no one else has probably ever seen. Cop and a half? <laughs> Everybody's seen that movie. At least if you grew oh. up in Tampa. My movies yeah. With her were Little Rascals and My Dog Skip with Frankie Munich. My Dog Skip. That was the other one. Yep. My Dog Skip. Um, wow. She was our only babysitter that we had pretty much, right? Besides pretty me. much, yeah. But like she was our only like childhood babysitter that wasn't an adult. I remember every time we went over to her house, we'd get dropped off there. And it was like, if we're watching a movie, it was going to be one of those two movies. And we just rewatched it every time. Every time we were getting babysat, huh. and so like we didn't have it because we just watched it all the time anyway. I do remember you getting it on that like that four pack DVD eventually. Yeah, the family favorites four pack family f- four pack with Leave It to Beaver, Flipper, Little Rascals, and Casper. Yeah, that's a good classic. That's a good set. So far, we've only covered uh, Le- Leave It to Beaver on that one, but. I'm no, looking forward Casper. to the day where we complete the entire. Oh yeah, we only have one more movie. Let's do Flipper. Let's yep. do Flipper this summer, and then we will uh, complete the collection. And you know, you may have actually gotten the the VHS tape too, because I kind of do remember us getting that at some point. Yeah, I th- yeah. We've but, been doing enough yard. Growing up in Florida, you go to a yard sale probably every weekend because <laughs> there's so many old people dying down there. <laughs> I I feel like uh, the Smiths like did a purge a couple times. And like, we just got like buckets of VHS tapes. Probably, probably Paul Smith's family, uh guest on the, on the podcast. (laughs) I remember him giving us their family, like giving us a bunch of tapes. I feel like they would buy so many. They would have like, (laughs) they would have like duplicates. (laughs) Anyway, it's not far from, from us. (laughs) You you say that like we never did that. It's juicy, juicy, juicy news for the pod that our childhood friends family bought duplicate (laughs) movies on accident sometimes. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm pretty sure that's where we got that sidekicks tape, which inspired a middle school commando. Ooh, my first feature film that I ever wrote. I'm pretty sure we told that that in an episode, right? Yeah. Unless I cut it. (laughs) We might have. We might have not. But we can always repeat it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so. If you didn't know, Sidekicks, I mean, we'll definitely cover it whenever we cover Sidekicks, which I don't know when we'll do. Because it's a very obscure Chuck Norris movie. Probably the best Chuck Norris movie that exists. If I'm being totally honest. And it's about this kid who imagines himself as a cage fighter. And he kind of like hallucinates himself in as Chuck Norris. Pretty much. (laughs) And he like fights (laughs) off his bullies in his mind. But I took that And I was like, you know what, I'm going to come up with an original idea, and I'm going to make it into middle school commando. And I was thinking, like, Vietnam-era soldier, like the chopper sounds getting triggered. Uh, (laughs) It's the classic Vietnam soldier, uh, but he's also in middle school. And he's only he he hallucinates everything. So when he's playing dodgeball, he thinks the dodgeballs are grenades. So he just kind of gets triggered all throughout school. And it it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's also supposed to be like a heartwarming coming of age film. Yes. (laughs) But I never got past the second draft, and I got embarrassed because that's when uh, I learned what the the term "going commando" meant, and I got made fun of. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> this sounds sick, dude. Middle school commando. But no, uh, middle schooler who doesn't wear underwear to school. That was my first ever screenplay I ever wrote. First and last. First and last. So I had a theory why like this movie is so quotable for us. And I'm pretty sure it's just because all the kids have like southern accents. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, last time I checked, neither of us have southern accents. <laughs> I know, but we just gravitate to it. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and we just think it's so funny. And so we'll just start talking in like southern accents. And it's <laughs> I mean like Spanky in particular is just so yeah. quotable. Anything mm-hmm. he says. You just a fine Tweedy bird. <laughs> I hate you, Alfalfa. Thank you, my good man. <laughs> Yeah, no, we definitely quote things in Southern accents just to be funny. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like since we just grew up with all of our cousins being country and having yeah. Southern accents, we'd always just like gravitate towards it. <laughs> but, oh, man, this if this movie just doesn't. This movie just warms your heart in ways that you can't explain other than to just yeah. watch. It's a short movie, but it does a lot. In the time it's it is getting... a short movie, but I was ready for it to end. <laughs> yeah, we were talking before recording, and you you were hinting at not liking the love story in this, right? Oh no, okay, so let's, let's just let's get go into ahead this and say like, let's give our adult reaction to our childhood film, like okay, is this just as good? Does it hold up as it used to in your mind? I'm gonna say no, I'm not saying it's not a staple. But I'm saying, is it just as good as it used to be? It's still really funny. I mean, I wasn't, I was still laughing at it. The biggest thing for me was just like, I didn't realize how little they actually were. (laughs) I know. These kids are adults. Specifically, Darla. (laughs) These kids are adults. Mm -hmm. And what I wouldn't give to be like five to 10 years old and have that like club and just be that socially organized. Yeah, as they were like they have their own judiciary system and government. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all talking in big vocabulary. It, it's it's amazing. <laughs> I'm very proud of them. Like they they don't need adults in their life because they are adults, and they yeah. they range from like three years old to ten. <laughs> but they're so uh-huh. tiny. Like yeah, Darla like Alfalfa is probably seven years old, and Darla's like three. <laughs> yeah, she's so little. <laughs> It's kind of gross I actually like... um, <laughs> So Porky Porky and Buckwheat are the youngest of the bunch And they are four yeah. years old Four years old um, You get that because I'm just assuming because they look like they're the youngest And mm-hmm. yeah, These kids are super young And I always imagine them like I was the same age as Porky and Buckwheat And then you were the same age as like, Spanky uh stymie and uh alfalfa, mm-hmm. pretty much, yeah, that's what I figured, but these kids are not even ten years old, I'm sure i'm sh- I wonder how old they were <laughs> no, really. they're like five or six, <laughs> they were so tiny, and I figured they'd be like almost teenagers, especially especially the bullies. the bullies I thought were so like older and like about to i thought I thought one of them was like growing a mustache at one point, like. <laughs> Like, almost teenagers, like, just about to go through puberty. But no, they're, like, just as short as them. (laughs) In in 1994, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Give me a character, a random character, Stymie. Let's go with him. Oh, let's do Corky, because he's the youngest. Okay, 1990, this kid was four years old. (laughs) Cortland Mead? What a weird name. That's Gus Griswold. That is Gus Griswold. Actually, I have a rather extensive vocabulary and quite precise grammar. And a use of syntax. I simply chose not to employ them. <laughs> Man. Okay, so props to Little Rascals for having one of the best movie posters of all time. Iconic. When in doubt, just bunch a bunch of kids' faces together in the frame. That's, that's a good category. I don't know if we've really talked about that before. We really have not like no. ranking like kit, like p- movie posters. I know I like I always look up like the movie taglines and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> on the on the posters, but uh <laughs> Let's see what this one is. Mischief Loves Company. But uh it is this is a great this is a great poster and did you see that video that they made it was several years ago for like the 20th reunion where they like recreated it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind of cool. I'm gonna look that up. I'll, maybe I'll post that comparison. Okay, so Travis Tedford, which is a cool name, by the way. Like that's a pretty cool Ted. name. I'd probably name my kid that. Um, you can name him Travis Tedford. Travis Tedford. <laughs> he was six in this mo- when they made this movie. So okay, yeah. Here's a little. He, he's a guy who played Spanky. If you didn't know, listener. Um. Hmm. So here's a little back bio on him. Uh, Travis Tedford was born on August 19th, 1988, in Dallas, Texas, USA. He's an actor known for Little Rascals, Slappy and the Stinkers, and The 13th Floor. And then he kind of quit acting after that, and then pursued a career in rap under the name Krispy Kreme. (laughs) And and later on was sued and decided to change his name to Froggy Fresh. But he was a viral hit sensation and became one of the best comedic rappers of all time. Uh, Of all time. Spanky. Making moves out there. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, did you? I did not. Dude, Spanky he is the baddest about them all. I was like, did he really? Man. <laughs> no, I've always pictured... I always thought uh, Froggy Fresh looked like Spanky. And I figured it was him growing up. <laughs> because he's so short. <laughs> and he's got a country accent. Yeah, Alpha Alpha was the oldest. He was... Uh, and I love the actor's name, Bug Hall. Bug Hall, classic, <laughs> classic '90s actor, right there. Kit Child actor, Bug Hall. I think he was probably like nine, nine years when old. He made this, so he's and, the oldest. Let's just see, just for you know reasons and such. A lot of the rest of the cast are like not actor, actors and actresses. No, so they all have like the black they're... and white headshots from this movie. <laughs> So that's not really a lot of information. Yeah. All right. Now, yeah. let's see. Let's see. Just just for... You looking up Darla? Yeah. So she was like four. <laughs> <laughs> she was not. Uh, she was like three when she made this movie. She was born in 89. <laughs> really so she was five when it came out. So she had to have been at least four when she they shot four, it. Probably. Man. Which is a five-year They're, difference. Can you imagine being in a movie like when you were in pre-k no i can't and like not just like in a movie briefly like you're like the lead of the movie i know like the only woman (laughs) well sort of (laughs) oh man let me just tell you i'm putting darla Mm. let's talk about darla for a second (laughs) i as well as two other people that have Put into this category i guess one one category i think darla wins the miss piggy award <laughs> i'm so glad you said that i'm not a fan of miss piggy and i'm not a fan of darla anymore i i was kind of thinking that similarly uh when i was watching it yeah. and uh then i just had the dumb thought of like <laughs> what would this movie recast with the muppets be <laughs> 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 alfalfa is kermit the frog oh Miss yes Piggy is Carla. spanky is fozzy spanky spanky can't be Fozzie. there's no way uh, he's too strong-headed i don't know they're like the best friends, so <laughs> um surprisingly for the frog man is not played by kermit the frog <laughs> <laughs> he'll be gonzo that's so that's such a gonzo move right there okay before we get into this, what was the other movie we just recently, I just recently categorized somebody a character in a mis- The Miss Piggy. She won Was the it Miss Piggy. Snow Day? The sister. Yeah. The yeah, sisters. yes. Natalie.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Snooty, 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 I'm gonna Snooty. i going to start making a list of who wins the Miss Piggy Award. It might not be in every episode, but mm. can't stand them. <laughs> She's a high maintenance, two time and bird. <laughs> I do want to. I to bring attention to the fact of how well, how how good these kids at, are at insulting people. Like they're using full on like alliteration in each insult, like specifically alliteration. Like you something something warbling wimp, or you sewer slinging okay. slime ball. Or you barfing crusted jumbo jerk. I didn't call you a barfing crusted jumbo jerk. Oh, I must have um, just thought it. <laughs> <laughs> there was one line, it's maybe not just not an insult, but I thought it was kind of funny was uh whenever uh Alfalfa and Darla first meet Waldo Aloysius Johnson the uh-huh. third, he's like, Oh, I'd love to see you again. And she's like, That can be arranged. I'll be performing in the talent show. And Alfalfa's like, Yes, we'll be singing a duet together. And he <laughs> like, said, How redundant. (laughs) Now Palpa's like, thank you. I I love how these kids are all saying all these words that they don't understand what they're saying. (laughs) I mean, he knew exactly what he was saying, but like these jokes are great. Like you don't think of redundant as an, you just think that's, oh, that's a filler word for something else. But no, that's a joke (laughs) for the, that's a joke for the parents. (laughs) How redundant. Thank you. There was another thing that he said uh that Alfalfa said um I don't I guess at some point to Darla and he's just like it's a token of my undying affliction for you affliction for you <laughs> <laughs> They're using big words but they don't think they know what they mean Yeah but should should we just get into some quotes that we just quote all the time? I think we should. Might as okay, so well jump the gun. The oldest was the bully Sam Saletta and he was 10 years old. He was born in 84. Okay. But he still looks super young. Butch. He played Butch. So there's a uh there's a scene with, though with those bullies, Butch and Worm that we yeah. quote a lot. What will that be, John? Well, it's a scene when Alfalfa runs into those bullies and they're like, oh, when's the last time we beat you up? <laughs> well Today's the 10th, 30 days past September, April, June, and November. It's not a leap year. So yesterday, yesterday, (laughs) you're dead. (laughs) I love the fact that every bully in every single movie is is automatically going to say, you're dead. (laughs) After they punch their fists or something. You're going to, I'm going to change this for you because I actually watched this movie with the subtitles and you know what he actually says there? Uh, I always thought he said, you're dead. You're what? What'd he say? He says, you're due. You're due. Like he's, he's due for a beating. That's what the subtitle said. What a smart way of saying that, I guess. Well, The vocabulary for all these people. You are are due for a beating. I feel like it's a side effect of like having a lot of child actors that Mm. they probably had to do a lot of overdubbing in this movie. Yeah. I noticed a lot of scenes just like voiceovers. Jonathan, so I was today years old when I learned that that wasn't Froggy's actual voice. Yeah. It that's was just someone a random else. Marge Simpson, I guess. <laughs> just <laughs> overdubbing him. I thought this kid had a problem with his throat, and that's why he wasn't in other movies, is because he was typecast as Froggy. <laughs> Be back, back later my mom. My, my life is falling <laughs> apart. I need to know what this kid sounds like normally. <laughs> oh, who did his voice? There was I need to know. I need answers. There was a video I, I watched. There there's like a special uh like entertainment tonight um that they did when the movie came out that I watched on YouTube is like a few minutes mm-hmm. long. And there was like a brief scene where it was like showing them filming a scene and Froggy was talking in his regular voice <laughs> and oh, it no. threw me off. <laughs> yeah. I, I just cannot believe that. I mean, it's not even just Froggy. I, I assumed it was just Froggy because that was his only voice. But like these kids don't know mm-hmm. how to speak and remember their lines. This is the reason why it was kind of tough for me to watch this time. It's because every line was fed to the kids. There's no way they memorized it all.
1: So oh, it just yeah, seems like
0: yeah. here, quit looking at the camera, Brittany. Yeah. Alright, now say this one word. <laughs> okay. Now say it again, only like this. And it's just like a bunch of one liners for an hour. <laughs> that's all it is, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but that's what makes it so quotable. It, that's what it yeah, oh yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. I'm not really bagging on it too much, but Yeah that blew my mind I I should have put that together sooner but So I wanted to talk about their clubhouse Yes These five year olds Building that thing It's essentially a house And I'm just like How (laughs) How did they build this thing And even if it was just there and they kind of Settled into it Like how is this just random like structure Just allowed to be wherever it is I think they're in a jungle. Like yard. you can tell, the movie was you could tell the movie was shot in like L.A. Oh yeah, it's just yeah. like it's just like how is there not like homeless people living in this thing? <laughs> well, that's another thing with this ambiguous uh, style of '90s remakes of old TV shows. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can see it; it's clearly set in the '90s. Okay, mm-hmm. clearly, but all the characters are dressed as if they're from the 30s, <laughs> at all times. Um, but it's that's, that's weird. Like it's, it's like, like styling like, like, with just, that hat. Yeah, they're <laughs> all wearing hats like that. It, it's just so fascinating to me seeing like the other characters just be straight up like in a bank or whatever. Just like this is clearly the 90s, but they're they're time traveling. Like mm-hmm. look, look at these kids just ro- running around in like 1930s cosplay. <laughs> it's weird. You guys are like five years old. A bunch of little old font Royce. Technically, if this was the 30s, kids could get away with that perfectly fine. But if it was in the 90s, that thing would be a hazard, like code code violation or something for that park. Yeah. It wouldn't be a park. I, I, it looked like they were like sort of by a construction zone too. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. And <laughs> also sort of looked like they were on a farm. I don't know. Maybe one maybe it's one of those kids' property. Parents might be uh huh. He seems to always be there. I was gonna ask you about the dream sequence that they have. Oh with man. Uh, the lightning. Yeah, and it's like they're on a cliff and it's that night that Alfalfa's Alpha supposed to be guarding the clubhouse or whatever. Yeah. Or garden guarding the, the blur, that's what he is. Yeah. Which side note, that is like the coolest go-kart ever, is it not? The blur. I think it's pretty cool. I, I like to think of the uh the rich kids one looks was way cooler. <laughs> the one with the jet propulsion. <laughs> I guess so. The metal twinkie looking thing and the spikes come out the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's I playing dirty. That was amazing. I was like they spent all their budget on this one card. But anyway, that so that whole dream sequence, I was trying to figure out, like, are they referencing something there? Like some, like, classic story or anything like that? I was trying to figure out why Alfalfa was wearing a kilt. Oh, (laughs) you're right. They had to have been. And then the kids were all, like, in, like, gladiator costumes, weren't they? Like knights and stuff? Yeah. And Darla was just kind of... Dressed up kind of like the like a damsel in distress or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if it was just like a generic thing, but specifically the kilt stood out to me. And I was like, I don't know why he's wearing that. So Jonathan, do you ever remember watching the actual TV show from the 1930s? Our gang? I have seen a little bit of it, bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. But my impression was always like, I don't care what anybody says, the 90s movie is better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that That is straight facts. I will say that. Um, I remember watching a VHS of it at Meemaw and Papa's one time. Yeah. And I remember really liking it. And then I remember checking it out from the library one time and watching it all. Yeah. it was. It's pretty good. Yeah. The, the volume is absolute trash, obviously. <laughs> there is Sound mixing didn't exist. <laughs> it's called. Yeah. Yell so the camera can hear you. Yeah, yell and screech your voice because you're little tiny and yeah. we'll pump it out through a grammar phone. Why not? Why don't we? <laughs> uh So the clubhouse acts like accidentally gets burned down when the the gang, like crashes Alfalfa's date with Darla. Yeah. Um And they spanky or stymie. One of those two was they tell uh buckwheat and Porky to go call the, the fire department. Mm-hmm. But my question was like, why they, they have their own fire department there on hand. They run into like this little shed. They get dressed up in their fire fireman costume. How do they do that so quickly? Okay, I I did know this. There there is a reference to that. There is a short film that was made in 1932 called the Hook and Ladder, and it contains uh-huh. like a remake of like the gags and the situation, like the the bucket mm-hmm. being passed down, and there being like okay, one drop yeah. at the end. <laughs> It's yeah, basically yeah. kids that are wanting uh, kids as wanna be firefighters. It is a little rascals like remake of one of those episodes. I, I did notice on Wikipedia it did say there was a few there was a few like homages to the show with yeah. what, and that was one of them. Yeah. So that was one of the episodes. Um, I was like, oh, oh, go go call the fire department. They, they all get dressed. They've got the hose on hand. Actually, no, they go get the hose from like an apartment building next door. Yeah. <laughs> but. That uh, that scene with with uh, Spanky riding the hose, to his classic yeah, home. that's classic. Right Fireman hose. <laughs> Stymie throws the hose down to him from uh, from the uh, from a random apartment building, and he just runs it three <laughs> miles over to their spot. He's like, "Run faster, faster!" That it just cuts to bad. him like running. <laughs> yeah, he is running pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> I also was going to mention. I like the transition in between that He-Man woman haters club meeting, and they're they're selecting the driver for the big race. Oh, and he's like, say, where the heck is Alpha Alpha? And it just cuts cuts to his on his cowlick, just zoomed in and zooms out. Worst singing ever. There's referenced the movie Ben Hur. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's just in the soapbox derby. That's not even. I was going to say that it was like it reminded me of the pod race from episode one. Dude, and episode did one is it. like, so did. And it that itself is an homage to Ben Hur. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, episode one of Star Wars came out after uh, Little Rascals, after anyway. After Little Rascals, but still, yeah. <laughs> I I was noticing like kids movies. There's always a solid race scene. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Uh, There's the scene where they like they get knocked off course and they're like cutting through that like supermarket plaza. I always remember like there's the people in the way and they're just like it just these very exaggerated shots of the flying flying through the the air and doing (laughs) flips. Yeah, I actually was wondering at that scene because like they got 10 points for the old man. But I wonder if that was like a cameo or something because it looked like he was old. Maybe he was one of the originals. I was wondering the same thing. I didn't. I didn't confirm that. But it would make sense if, uh, if maybe one of the originals possibly was on it. Yeah, that's a funny scene where you see like Spanky's and Alfalfa's Alpha dads. Yeah, they're so cartoonish. All the other adults are dressed normally, and then. <laughs> Speaking of dads, I didn't I did not remember that Donald Trump was Waldo Johnson's father in this movie. (laughs) That did nothing but improve this movie for me. (laughs) No matter what your political stance is, seeing Donald Trump in movies is probably the greatest thing of all time. (laughs) This is his role in this is better than Home Alone 2. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just love how he plays the rich dad. No, the best, the best cameo would be uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley. And when they said, okay, so I'm going to say uh, my favorite. Let's talk scene, cameos. I want to talk cameos. Okay. So go ahead. the best scene, one of my favorites is the boys versus girls scene. It's like they're all talking about yeah. how different they are. and But they're all saying the same thing pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. and at the end, it's just so, it's such a slice of the comedic genius pie. It's so beautiful to me <laughs> that they just said, Well, the, it turns over to Mary-Kate and Ashley, and they said, and they always want a moon <laughs> They like to moon ya. And then Buckwheat just looks at the camera he's like, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not in the same room because it's funny because they're not in the same area, but they're like talking to each other. Uh, yes, we've got uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley. Mel Brooks. In, uh... Mel Brooks. I feel like this is probably the first thing I ever saw Mel Brooks in, and he's not even funny in this. He's not. <laughs> he's just like a boring bank manager. You're not people. You're kids. We've got Leah Thompson, Ra- Raven Simone, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi's the best cameo. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. There's no way. Just because of the, just because of the joke. It's like, look, it's my mom. And Porky's like, Whoopi. <laughs> And then she makes the like the sign, which I love. Yeah. It's the best. She does the sign. Yeah, Leah Thompson. Not a fan of not a fan of Reba in this one. No. Not second time through. She she's not a fan, fan of her. AJ Ferguson. I think she's a good character and such. Um and I, I like Reba a lot. I mean we've previously talked about Reba, the TV show and Reba? The, Reba? Um but uh, she overstepped her her lines. I guess she was just giving a bad line. Say, is that a cowlick, or is you just happy to see me? You don't say that on a microphone in front of m- multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> like what in the world? Well, <laughs> oh, she gives Spanky a, a kiss on the cheek, and he's like, "Say, how about we even things up with one on this side?" <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good line. You know, okay, so. Spanky ended up like Spanky Spanky likes women, but he doesn't like girls. He likes them on the older side. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh Miss Crabtree, she's that's a cameo as well. Daryl Hannah. Who is that? Um uh, she was in Splash. Cool. Oh, kill Bill. She's just been in stuff. Uh Miss Crabtree. Uh, I have a suggestion. I have a suggestion. We quote that one a lot. She's in my favorite Martian. Okay, that's why. That's who I recognize her from. Another TV remake. Like I cannot believe people are saying like, "Oh man, movies nowadays—they just have no creativity. They're just making remakes now." But that's literally all they did in the nineties. Come on, why can't we go back to the (laughs) nineties where they were original? A scene that always stood out to me is when they're going around trying to trying to get money for the or trying to get wood for the. For the yeah. clubhouse, and it's got that Randy Newman song "Short People." Yeah, that's a horrible song. Actually, that's very it's a pretty mean, mean song. Short people got no <laughs> but it's a bop. to live. <laughs> what in the world? It's the song slaps, of course, but yeah, I think it slaps short people right in the face. So actually, I, that reminds me of um, so when they go to the lumberyard and Norm from Cheers is sitting there. Yeah, and uh, they're like. And we want as much wood as you can get for this, my good man. Pretty much. <laughs> he like hands on like a few like coins and a bottle cap or something. Maybe some buttons. <laughs> yeah. We took out the collection. <laughs> um, And he like takes out like little wood sample and like holds it up to yeah. him. It's like paper or plastic. And I was always confused as a kid. I was I was confused as if you saying, oh, does he want to bag that up in a Paper or plastic bag? Or is he saying, you can't even get this in wood. You can only get this amount in paper or plastic? <laughs> you thought that. Okay. No. I thought that I, as a kid. I was always confused by that line. For some reason, I remember him taking out his toothpick and just giving him the, that instead of the wood sample. Oh, yeah. Maybe that was part of the bloopers. There was one, uh I don't know, plot hole or something that I wanted to ask you about if, if you wondered about this. Um, so the scene where Spanky and Alfalfa like dress up in the tutus and crash the, mm-hmm. the dance recital. So Darla's in that recital, mm-hmm. and Waldo Aloysius Johnston the Third is in the audience, right? Less than thirty seconds after the show is ending, they're both in a pool, miles <laughs> yes. away, miles away in the pool chilling up, and Alfalfa okay. runs streaking by. <laughs> I mean if Alpha has the time to do that, then I guess they do too. But they must have, they must have just gotten into the I don't pool. Know. I was just like, how'd they get there so fast? Uh, another gross something that made me uncomfortable. I don't know why. I don't know if you noticed his his socks, but they weren't just socks. He was running around in shoes with socks over them. <laughs> like they were special really? they were specially made <laughs> to be shoes that looked like socks. <laughs> You could see in his like, like the long shot. Yeah. Hmm. They were, so. His feet were just extra big. <laughs> and <laughs> when he picked it up, you could see like a, a tan, like hmm. leather sole or whatever. Makes sense. But, oh man. Movie magic. Porky and Buckley had to do some stunts for that fishing pole scene at the beginning. I did. I think that that's <laughs> such a great opening to a movie. I mean... They're so strong, being able to keep each other up. Like, Explain the physics of that, Jonathan. Explain it. You can't. You can't. <laughs> Porky and Buckwheat, can Can you name a more iconic duo? You can't. Yes, you can. Lots of them. Not in this movie. There's a lot of iconic <laughs> duos, but they're the best. I Also, I wanted to mention that scene with the pickles. Yeah. So, they uh, Butch and William are like trying to steal the go-kart. Mm -hmm. and so they like lure them away by tying a dollar to a duck nothing beats a buck in a duck buck in a duck (laughs) (laughs) and so they go chasing after it and so there's a booby trap and they try and steal the blur and they get like covered in pickles oh not pickles (laughs) so what do they do they don't just like oh well that stinks but at least we got the go-kart pretty much no they leave they just leave it there are you serious yeah they don't steal the go-kart then they steal it later i don't even remember that when alfalfa parks it at the fair later Mm, that's right so they get mad and they go looking for alfalfa and spanky and that's when they corner them at the ball at the dance recital it's like why did not they just steal it then (laughs) i don't know (laughs) they already got gotcha'd Lot home. Um, this brings me to another point. Back going backwards to the uh recital where they're being where they're chasing mm. them. Um another thing that made me uncomfortable is the bullies hitting on the four-year-old girls <laughs> that are also Alfalfa and Spanky. Like, he was aggressively hitting on them. Got a burger to go with that shake? It was just like he they they were like catcalling them. It was so mm disturbing for me hey um, there stud muffins <laughs> <laughs> no, so that was funny they were coming kind of, but then they like went along with it spanky and a tutu is hilarious it i is, don't care what anyone says <laughs> another fact that just blew my mind is that um I'm, I'm very proud of all these guys for uh being so like what i said earlier was um like socially organized and yeah like they understand like, the government and stuff, and they 're very responsible for for kids that age, and I mean, you can let your kids do their own thing, walk around the city as four and five year olds like you don't do that <laughs> um, but another uh great addition to the gang is the monkey, oh yeah, <laughs> they have a monkey, Jonathan they have a monkey. I... <laughs> Who do you know owns a monkey that doesn't work at Busch Gardens? <laughs> who just that as a Petey, pet? But the monkey I did not remember. How do you take care of a monkey? And it just follows you around like that. And also, what's the need for a monkey? I guess there was a monkey in the original show, but who who's a five year old? I mean, I guess five year old I'm not gonna put it past any five year old to ask for a monkey as a pet, but like who gives who as a parent gives your son. A monkey as a pet. <laughs> it's a capuchin monkey at that too. Capuchin monkeys are nothing but trouble. I'm just going to say that. Haven't you seen Night at the Museum? I rest my dum case. Dum. <laughs> so one scene I, that we kind of skipped over, but has a lot of classic quotes, is just the whole scene of the gang, like, sabotaging Alfalfa State in the clubhouse. that <laughs> part. Oh, we're, like, we're not linearly describing this movie at all. No, we're just no, jumping around. No. I'm good with that. <laughs> it's kind of exhausting when we just go through it, it scene is. by scene. So then they do this. And so, yeah. so then they react this way. Um, and yeah. then, then So anyways, this is what I want to talk about. <laughs> so that scene is, it. that's probably my favorite scene in the movie. I don't know. It's, it's definitely Honestly, in the top yeah. there. That's where you know the real genius of them. There's there's a lot of good lines in there. And the the biggest one is just like Porky, you know how to make a sand That's not sand, that's cheese not- <laughs> litter. Don't worry. It's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> uh that is one of the best scenes of the whole movie. Um, but it also yeah. is Darla's worst part of the movie. Like her lines. <laughs> She's so yeah. high maintenance. She is four years old. There's no need for her to be so needy of a man like that. Like, ugh. I'm just going to say it. Alfalfa is the ultimate simp. <laughs> he is a simp. the simp. simp in the whole movie. <laughs> Might even get worse as he gets older. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, uh... the, I also like the scene when he's, well, it's the same scene, but uh, Alfalfa says, you want, want some grape soda? They've like already pulled it, poured it through like the sneakers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they drink it. Poured out of, a, it tastes like this has been poured out of a boot. Actually, it's a sneaker. <laughs> Actually, it's a sneaker. <laughs> and Alfalfa was like, Oh, it must have been a bad year. <laughs> Although it was kind of a clever line. What was the dessert that they had? A snowball? The... I don't know. Was it just like a ball of ice? <laughs> it looked like a ball of ice. But it also could have been um, one of those hostess snowball cakes. That's what snowball I was thinking. Snowball cakes. Coconut on the edge. I don't know. The dude proposed to her right then and there, and then made her hide in a closet. <laughs> I love diamonds. Yo, that's like plastic. <laughs> There's kind of like a gross shot too, of her finger, like of her fingers <laughs> holding the ring. <laughs> There's like food particles on it, and I'm like disgusting. I'm not like trying to roast. I'm not trying to roast the girl or nothing. I'm just like they didn't like wash her hands or something she before. To get her feelings hurt. She was four years old. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like she had, like, Chick-fil-A chicken crumbs <laughs> on all over her fingers, which, that is the best stuff. But, you know, the most quotable line of this entire movie has to be, like, the hate note, right? Dear Darla, I hate your stinking guts. You make me vomit. You're scum between my toes. Love, Alf, Alpha. Did you ever read the original note that he wrote? I never put that together. Yeah. I just I was just there for the, the the jokes, pretty much. I never really read into the plot at all. So I figured that's mm-hmm. what he was actually writing. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Just you know, like grown up. I didn't care. Yeah. I don't remember um, I don't remember what it said, but yeah. But it said like, Dear Darla, I will always love you. I really mean it. <laughs> pretty much.
1: Yeah. It was, it was Please very take me back.
0: Stimpy. I yeah. hate Alfalfa so much, and he gets he gets Spanky or uh, Porky and uh, Buckwheat to go deliver the note, and, and they're like, "That's okay, I remember what it said." <laughs> That's a classic scene of Darla like crushing the soda can. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to ask a couple things. What would three questions? What was your favorite? Who was your favorite rascal of all the rascals? Two, mm-hmm. who? Or what was your favorite uh, insult that they would say? Like with alliteration. And then three, what was your favorite Little Rascals cheer? <laughs> well, uh, for my We've favorite, got... I have to go with Spanky. Okay. For me. Yeah. I feel like that's just the one where you like quoted it so much. And uh, But at the same time, when I was younger, I feel like it may have been like Porky or Buckwheat. Yeah. One of those two. I'm still sticking with Porky. Um, Porky's my yeah. favorite. Second question would be What would the best, uh, what was your favorite insult with alliteration? Oh, yeah. Sissified Tweety Bird. Sissified Tweety Bird's pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Sewer, sewer Swing and Slime Ball. Sling Slime Ball yeah. is pretty good. There's or some Wardling good ones. Went. I feel like Sissified Tweety Bird is just like the easiest one to remember. I guess that's why it stands yeah. out. Yeah. I think Barf and Jumbo Jerk is a little too graphic for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that's why Alfalfa was only thinking that one. My favorite cheer, there's three There's three cheers that I can remember. Mm. I, there might have been more. There's Spolioli. There's Yo-Yo-Yo-Yo-Yo-Yo-Yo-Yo-Yo-Yoy. yo 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 Azuka. Azuka, Azuka, Azuka. Pretty good Azugas. Oh, wait. you got to go with Spolioli, though. Oh, he didn't say pretty good, Azugus. He's, Buckwheat said, yeah. pretty good pleading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's when they're having the trial for wow. for Alfalfa. But he's like, like, yeah, how do you plead? It's like, like this. <laughs> please, oh, please. <laughs> no. He's like, hmm, pretty good pleading. I-, I like in that scene how they like sentence him to execution. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. <Darn. laughs> And then Stymie like comes in and is like, actually, let's just have him guard the go-kart. It'd yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been a completely different movie if they killed him. Yeah. Lord of, Lord of the Flies or Hunger Games. <laughs> uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Spolioli as my favorite. I always thought it was smolioli, but I, I had subtitles on this time and it said spolioli. Spolioli, especially with Froggy's spolioli. iconic voice. Yeah. Spolioli. <laughs> Dude, I feel like Froggy really should be like leading them. I feel like like he's the he just really believes in the mission. He does. Like You can just tell he's like at the he's at the at the door. He's the doorman making sure people's got the sign. And he's like when they're talking about picking a driver, he's like, it should be a man that would a real man that hates women and all this stuff. I don't remember exactly (laughs) what he said, but he's just like they need to have the right characteristics to be a driver. And it's just like he knows what it means be a he-man woman hater that's for sure good old froggy and that scene is like we've got some business to attend to but first anybody got any good stories <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love to be part of those meetings yes so and that's, there's a new girl that moved across the street from us and she came over <laughs> wanting to play <laughs> and the crowd said what'd you do what'd you do what'd you do <laughs> Don't worry guys. I whipped out my lizard. (laughs) Way to go, Frog (laughs) Man. Spanky is such a great leader, I will say that. He he is good. Uh, I just I just love Froggy's like devotion to the mission though of the club though. I just love that. (laughs) You don't you can't be sleeping on Stymie though. Like he's he's straight up the he's the glue of the group. Stymie is good. I mean, he's, they pit like Spanky and Alfalfa against each other, but also like, oh, they're best friends. Yeah. But because they're like fighting during the movie, it's almost like him, Spanky and Stymie are like best friends in this because they're just always together leading. It's like yeah. almost he's like the VP or whatever of the club. I would say he's the VP. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the one, I mean, you got to give him credit. He's the one that like gets them to reconcile at the end. Yeah. It's like, you guys are a team. Like Bert and Ernie, like Superman, Clark Kent. <laughs> Millie and Vanillie. <laughs> Millie and Vanilli. <laughs> oh. Which as a kid, I never understood the joke and saying like, you're a team, like Superman and Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to understand, there's, there's a plot hole there too. Because he talked to both kids at the same time, trying to get them to reconcile. And they all both at the same time decided to walk to, to each other's house and they got to each other's house at the, yeah. other, the wrong time. You'd think they'd run into him. Or Alfalfa just sat there and contemplated for thirty minutes while he went over there to talk to him. So I want to just talk about the genius of the four year olds of Porky and Buckwheat. Because Quick, what's the number nine one one? Okay, never mind. Maybe not so genius. <laughs> Entrepreneurially is that even a word? Doesn't matter. This is a little rascals. Um they're rascals. So, they're geniuses. The fact that, like, the, at the fair, they're trying to make money by having the four-foot man-eating chicken, which is, that's, that's a good oh, idea. Yeah. Good job spanking on yeah, that. Yeah. That's solid. Pay to see what they're talking about. But then they're like, maybe we'll just take this sign. This will work. And they just, like, decided to set up a random sign that says admission $3. Actually, sorry. Admission $3. Shun. Uh, and, and they just like post it up in front of a free place and just take the money like that's genius these kids are four Yeah. and then the fact that the the Miss Crabtree came in and said Spanky McFarlane yeah. I would expect this thing from a four year old <laughs> but not you See, taking money from me I wouldn't expect that from a four year old I wouldn't even expect that from me I wouldn't give myself <laughs> the credit to think of that that is genius that is genius they expecting that from a four-year-old what are you talking about miss crabtree get out of here no one likes you miss crabtree they not only like successfully got the money but then they pinned it on spanky i know <laughs> they got in and out <laughs> geniuses They're, they will never get in yeah. trouble if i was miss crabtree i'd be like okay that's pretty dang genius you guys can keep the money just get out of here <laughs> yeah i can't give the money back to all these people yes you can <laughs> It's $3 and they're all sitting down right next to you. Yeah, How many people do they have at that? I'm going to do the math on that because it's $500. 500 divided by 3, what is that? Somehow I feel like there probably wasn't that many people there. That's 166 people. And you know some of them didn't pay. But they only had like 40 extras there. <laughs> That's my final thing I have to say, pretty much. Uh, this is Donald yeah. Trump's best movie. <laughs> All in oh, and fun fact, you can make a go-kart out of a washing machine. Dude, you can. And have like spin modes on there and everything? Mm. That's that's my takeaways mm. from this movie. What about you, John? You got any last last thoughts? I don't know. I don't have any. Friends don't let friends simp. Can I get a can I get a smolioli for that? Smalley only, smalley only Oh, <laughs> uh, okay So next week we've got something pretty special planned for Inside Quotes Jeremy and I have decided on a theme for the movies we're going to be covering in March So tune in next week for Jeremy's pick as we kick off a special Appreciation Month Here's a clip look at all the schist. What? the metamorphic rock? Green schist, garnet schist, mica garnet schist Oh, schist It's everywhere, look at it I guess it's Oh no! Trevor! <laughs> 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 get to the wall, Trevor! I can't! I get the walls wide now down here! Trevor, your rope which caught on mine! You're gonna take us all down, I'm gonna have to cut you loose! What? Hell yeah, no! Wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> <Trevor! clears throat> hey guys found it bottoms right here hey hannah you, you knew that right right our show art was done by bryce bridgman and you can find him on instagram at groovybridge. Uh, he's a very talented animator slash designer uh, if you need any artwork or samples done by him hit him up tell him the inside quote sent you and you can find us on Instagram at InsideQuotesCast. And if you have any suggestions for any movies that you want us to cover, go ahead and send us a DM. Or if you're like our friend Tyler Peterson, just send us a meme every week. That, that's great. We enjoy that. Yeah. Um, usually it's a Star Wars meme, even though we haven't covered Star Wars. But we will. <laughs> um, but yeah, especially if you have any suggestions for us to cover anything, just let us know. because. We're, not, we, we're definitely not running out of ideas, but we're definitely open to suggestions. Uh, Miss Crabtree, uh, I, I have a suggestion. <laughs> and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening to the show, everybody. Until next week, I've been Jeremy. I've been Jonathan. And Jeremy, why am I soaking wet? It's okay. I used to have the same problem.